welcome to your first class of Spanglish. <laughs> Repeat after me. I don't know what you are facing today. I don't know what stage in your life are you today. But I do believe that you need hope. I do believe that you need more of Jesus. I don't know what kind of relationships are you trying to rebuild, what kind of re re relationships are you trying to build healthy, but believe me, God is with you, and he will give you whatever you may need to build those relationships. I don't know what your financial situation is today. I do believe the riches in God will give to you. I believe God will prosper you. What I am saying that, because I know, because this book says, my God is faithful. My God can do anything if I ask that in the name of Jesus. I don't know what your condition is about. Any health thing related with that you are facing, believe me, God can heal you. God can perform us a miracle. Every time when God performs a miracle, I celebrate that. Because I live in a generation when many people want to do their own things and don't believe in God as we do. We believe in the generation with people they don't believe that God is enough. They are looking for something else plus God, or God plus something else. You are here today not to listen a message of condemnation. You are not here to listen a message of shame. You are here to listen something that I hope you can apply in your own life. My name is Edgar Nunez. I am one of the pastors here at Grace Bible Church. If you don't know me, I don't blame you. But I am in charge of congregational care ministry in Grace Bible Church. It's my privilege to lead a team of more than 50 people who are willing to serve you anytime for anything that you, you may need. I have my core team. My core team is, they are eight people. They are fully committed with the vision of this church and the vision of our ministry and congregational care. I am also the pastor at the Grace Bible Church in Espanol. If you are wondering why they picked me to do that, probably it's because of my skin. <laughs> church, do you remember Pastor Keith? Well, Pastor Keith come back from Kenya this morning, and also he have to fly to Indiana this morning as well to participate in uh, his grandma's funeral. Uh, please pray for the family. The rest of the family are leaving in a few minutes. Probably they are on their way to the airport right now. But please pray for Pastor Keith. He's an amazing guy, a man, a man of God. Don't tell, I tell you that. <laughs> we are living today in a world where say yes 
is not that important. To miss an appointment, to be a commitment, is easy for many people to accomplish, or just saying, oh, nobody cares. We live in the world, and that right now, when we can choose people without character, but with amazing gifts. There is people being chosen and being elected because they have something nice to say, and we don't care about their character. And we need to see how important is our character, because car uh, the gifts, the skills without character is very dangerous. But we need a combination of both. We need, to car we need character and we need to use our gifts. But let me give you an example of that. You know how many of you guys believe the Latino people, they like to dance? They have the moods, you know? Well, we were looking for a key player in Grace and Espanol. And one day he, somebody came to me, he says, I can help you guys. You know, say, yes, we need desperate, we need a keyboard player. And he says, I can't start attending and helping you guys. You know, I, I am guilty of that. But I allowed this man to start playing keyboard with Grace and Espanol. But when we have the practice, he came 10 minutes late. He came half hour late. Or 15 minutes late, or never called to excuse himself. Of course, he has a very good gift. Everybody in Great Latino was so happy dancing and praising the Lord, you know, clapping, clapping. Very nice because the music that this guy uh, created was very nice music. For us, it's very nice music. And I have to have that hard conversation with him about his character. And I said, you know, for me, you are, so need, you are very useful in this congregation because of your gift. But I need you to put attention to your character. Be on time is important. Say yes and make yes happen. It's important. You know, we lost the key, key player. He didn't like the conversation, and he said, you know, bye. Because he's used to be used by his gifts, but nobody talk about his character. Today, the message is for all of us, not just for that guy who plays keyboard and grace in Espanol. We need to put attention to our character. Is our character godly character? Is a worldly character? We will find out this today. I want to call your attention to my big point. My big point says this. God did not create men to be different than him. Man has created to be more like Jesus and our character will reflect our relationship with God. You can take a picture, you can Twitter or X, Facebook, whatever, you don't need to call me. Just do it if you want. But I want you to understand that God did not create men to be different than him. God, that, this is a very powerful statement. 
man was created to be more like Jesus. Our character will reflect the relationship with God. We need to understand that our character, our performance, is always connecting with what we believe, how we apply what we believe. Character, good character, is no a reason or a requirement to be saved. Salvation is free. It's something that you receive by grace. But character is good for relationships. It's good for us to know about our character because our relationship will be much better than with, without a good character. I will share with you four resolutions that I made one day to work with my character. The first one, Christian character is the result of letting the Holy Spirit act in our lives and manifestation of his virtues. Sounds a very long statement, but Christian character is result, directly result of, of letting the Holy Spirit act in our lives and the manifestation of his virtues. If you are making notes, make sure you name, you, 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 you cut the Bible. Because in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, says what kind of character we have to develop. The Bible says this, and it's very, for me it's very important to explain this to you, because the Bible teach me that in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, says, So God created man in his image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. What the Bible is saying is, God created man, and you can see that man very alike, alike God was very similar for say less. But when you see Genesis chapter five, verse three, the Bible says when Adam, Adam has lived 130 years, he fathered a son in his own likeness. You can highlight this. His son on his likeness after his image, and he named it Edgar. Oh, his name is Zed. You know, when the, uh, he in one size we have the first model was like Jesus, like God. In that, in that side, now we have a problem because everybody is reproducing like Adam characteristics. What characteristics are in Adam are, is something that you need to find out too. But lie, he's a liar. He's a deceiver. He is something that uh, very weak. In this size, you have the quality of God. You know when that happened, when the, the, in Genesis chapter five, when that happened, God didn't say, okay guys, now you are by yourself. Okay, poor guys. No, God didn't say that. I imagine God saying this, 
My own desire is to have relationship with the men that I create. What can I do in order to restore this relationship? How can I bring people to me once again? And sure enough, he says, Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer for everybody for in every season and every age. If you were Latino, you would say, yes, pastor, yeah. But it's okay, I forgive you. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so important to understand that, that, that we in Christ, we can be like Jesus. We can be, we can act as God, not as a goddess or other gods, but we can be, we can model, we can reflect, we can, we can mirror what God is. We, we, we don't need to believe less than that. Mediocrity is, is, is related with this standard. The standard that you and I, we have, is very high. And somebody told me, it's too much for me, Pastor. I will say, welcome to my team. Because it's, it's too much for me, too. Because it's easy to have a weak character or doesn't have any in our character. Look, if, if you allow me, well, I have the microphone anyways. <laughs> there is a precious moment in your life when you receive Jesus you receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit something so powerful came over you from your head to your feet your feet and you probably you experienced that the way that I experienced that I was trembled the day when the Holy Spirit came over me. I was trembled and I was crying. You don't have to cry. You don't have to tremble. But you need to have the Holy Spirit in you. You need to be acknowledged that the Holy Spirit is in you. That the Holy Spirit is not a theological thing or something for the Latinos or for the Chinese or whatever. It's for all of us. The Holy Spirit is there. And you and I, we need to develop. Can you please read it down, Romans chapter 8? And you can read later at home. And you will see how important it is to live in the Spirit. You will see how important it is to give the fruit of the Spirit in, in every moment, in any moment of our lives. My second point. Christian character is firmness and moral excellent. What that means, Pastor Edgar? Christian character is be firm on this book. Let me tell you something. I don't know if you know that, but I am the director of Hope and Wellness at Grace Center, which is part of our ministry. I do counseling one-on-one. -on -one. I do marital counseling. I do several uh, areas in counseling. But one day, a man, I would name it Peter, come to my office and says, I need an appointment with you, of course. Come in, please. And he said, and he said, you know, today I want you to call me Patricia. Because I feel Patricia today. Yeah, 
I saw him with the faces that I saw right now. You know, when your character is based in this book, you are allowed to say, sir, I cannot call you Patricia. Because the Bible says men and women were created. You are a man. He says, whatever. So feminine. Of course, I have to keep talking with this man. But I can tell you the whole conversation went around something that is in my character. This is the book. I, I have to talk. I need to talk. I need to live by the book. The same responsibility that I have is for everybody. Somebody told me, it's because you are a pastor. Oh, man. Don't say me. Don't tell me that. As a pastor, I committed adultery many, many years ago. I was not in the Bible. I was in my own lust. I was in my own style of life. Now I have a marriage, I have my wife, I have my family back. But it's because I changed my character. I allow the Holy Spirit change myself. You know, my kids used to say they like their father 2.0 now. They don't like the 1.0. And just that gives you an, an idea how important it is for me in my own life, my character. Sometimes I sound funny. Sometimes I try to make you happy. But always I want to please God. In order to please God, I have to work every day, check myself. Is my character correct? I am saying yes when it is yes. I am saying no when there is no. I sustain my words. I am man of the world. And I, and I check this very often in my life. And the reason why is because we have a responsibility with the next generation. You know, this generation is, is used to right now to exalt people without character. But they are very famous. They are very good at skills. They have beautiful skills. They can do miracles. They can do many things. And we can see our generation ah, tweeting that, typing that, following the TikTok team, those type of things. When our responsibilities is my friends and my, my people in this church, we need to make a real our responsibility to be an example of character for the next generation. Hello? We need to understand that the next generation won't believe in Christ if our character is weak. You know, I, I, I raised two kids. Yeah, I remember one day we, we were missionaries in Rio de Janeiro many years ago. It got around 40 pounds less. But don't put attention to that. <laughs> and I remember I, I told after one, uh, before we started service at the church, I, I offered to my kids, you know, guys, after that, we are going to McDonald's. Be, uh, go to McDonald's in Rio de Janeiro in the 80s was something very um, uh, fancy for, that, for, for that moment. Oh, I, I imagine my kids were excited because daddy offered them to take them to McDonald's. But I forgot. 
and we went home. No McDonald's. Several days after, my daughter came to me and she says, Daddy, you teach people that yes needs to be yes and no needs to be no. You offered me to take me to McDonald's and you did not. And I says, oops. Oops. If you offer something to somebody, make sure it's doable. Make sure you will accomplish that. Let me read for you Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 1 to 3. When you go to the house of God, restrain your steps. And instead of offering sacrifices to foolish people who don't know what they are doing wrong, approach to listen. Verse 2, do not let your mouth or your heart to be quick to say anything before God, for God is in heaven and you are on earth. Therefore, Talk as little as possible. This is a message for me. Talk as little as possible. Because if you worry too much, you will have nightmares. And if you talk a lot, you will say, no sense. I don't want to explain the whole three, chapter, three verses here. I want to grab a principle, which is here in this, book, in this chapter. The principle is... Don't offer something if you are not capable to, to accomplish. This is part of our character. Godly character is formed by the God's virtues. God's character is built upon what, how God is. You know, I remember many times, my sister is visiting from Guatemala, and she can testify that. We were racing, racing in one way that they, teach, they ask us don't lie, but they do. For example, sometimes somebody comes to the house and says, they, this is a good door. It's a good door. <laughs> and knock the door and ask for my uncle. Say, Don Vicente está? Is, Don Vicente, is, is Vicente at home? And he look at us and he, she, he says, who is that? It's Pastor Peter. Tell him I'm not here. <laughs> they can lie, but if I lie, they punish me. I'm not here complaining about my uncle. I'm just, I'm just trying to give you an illustration how important it is to be, live in the truth all the time. It's so important for us to live in the truth. Why? My point number three, Christian character is also, has, sorry, character also has other good qualities, kindness, honesty, humility, genuine forgiveness. You know, our character it's all, it's affect, it's, we need to learn how to be kind. 
If you are of natural kind, <laughs> praise God for you. And most of the people need to learn how to be kind. Most of the human, uh, human beings, they need to learn how to love each other. Most of the people that you surrounded us in, the, in, this, in this world, is they need to walk, they need to learn how to walk in humility, in, in humbleness, in honesty. Somebody told me, you know, I am very humble, and I asked him, where do you learn? He said, no, I, I am humble by nature. I said, oh, glory to God. <laughs> so I, I didn't believe that he was saying something with truth. But uh, something I want to tell you, there is people that they think they are, but they are not. And we need to learn those qualities. And those qualities are part of the, our living God. Those qualities are reflecting in us. It's reflecting in us the nature of God. You know, there is, there is, there is moments when I, I am not that nice. You know, I don't know how many of you drive, have been driving a car and somebody caught you. I hear this, hmm. I hear those, hmm. Yes, you too. You do what you did, what I do sometimes. I just follow this guy. I follow him and I want to show him. Nobody can cut Pastor Edgar Nunez. In <laughs> the love of Christ, I will, I will talk to this guy. You know, and I follow this guy miles, not two blocks. I went from this exit in Nampa until almost Meridian. Follow this guy. I wanted to show him, but he did what wrong. Oh, what a character, Pastor Edgar. Yes, sometimes. Sometimes we drop the ball, but sometimes are the opportunity to appreciate more the grace of God. Because I, I remember that day, I was ashamed of myself. And I, and I started praising you, Lord, what I am doing. And I just feel his grace over me, saying, it's okay. It's okay, no, be okay, but it's not okay staying that way. Keep learning. It's nice when God talks to you. It's so beautiful when you listen to the voice of the Lord. You know, it's so important for me to uh, impart this chapter 5 of the book of Ephesians. Can you please open there in verses 1? The Bible says, therefore, be imitators of Edgar. <laughs> no, be imitators of God. We can imitate God. Yes, we can. Pastor Edgar, this is too much. No, it's not too much. It's something that is doable. Because it wasn't doable, the Bible would never, never exhort, never teach, and never encourage us to be like God. The Bible says, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. You know, I, have, I, I raised two kids. And I remember one time I, I used to look, I used, I used to watch TV in Rio de Janeiro 
uh, I was on the floor, the TV was in the, on, the, on the, the wall, and I had my control remote to change channels. One day I came back home, and I found my little one, my son, in the same position with a piece of uh, Lego doing this. I never told him, please do what I am doing, trying to copy me. But you know, God is so good that he is asking you to imitate him. The Bible says, imitate God as our beloved children. It's possible, men and women in this church, it's possible have a better character. I promise I will start finish just in one hour. <laughs> Philippians, Philippians chapter two is a great chapter. It's talking about Jesus being as a God, and He never says, "I am God. I cannot humiliate myself," and He did. He took the form of man. And he humiliated himself in order to come on earth and be our savior and be the one that we need. The same attitude that was in Christ needs to be in us when, talk, when we are talking about character. Be humble. Be simple. I promise I will start finishing because I just have six minutes. Number four. Christian, put attention to this. Christian perfect character is formed by a combination of virtues. What virtues, Pastor Edgar? Trust, trust, justice, wisdom, benevolence, and self-control. Those virtues are, are the tools, are the elements that we can use to develop a perfect character. I know the body is so high. I, I, can, I, I, I haven't reached yet this perfection, but believe me, I'm trying. I invite you to do the same. The bar is high, but at least try it. Don't wait for a miracle to transform you in one day to another. You are in the, in the right in the status of Jesus. It's discipline. We will get our good character if we are disciplined, learning those virtues, those values, and put in practice. I told you I was a very I was a very good liar. I was a man. When I was a student in my country, I I lived almost 150 miles away from the school. Other other students live almost in the same distance, but they have the opportunity because they have the money to travel to visit their relatives every weekend. Once in a while, I have money enough to travel from the city when I was a student to visit my, my relatives in my little town. 
And, but my, my friends at the school, every Monday, they brag about what they did during, during the weekend. And they said something thing like, oh, we went to the club, we swim, we do this, we drink, we do that. We. Others say, I saw my girlfriend, we got fishing, we were dancing, and I, there was Edgar Nunez. Oh, I create my own, my own fantasy. I came with this idea. I create a girlfriend in my mind. Not just a girlfriend, but pregnant. And not just pregnant, every time, a few times that I travel to my little town, I pass in front of his, her, her house because she exists, but in my mind. But every time when I pass in front of her house, I just saw the, the window. I never talked to her. With the same faces that you are looking at me right now, I believe God was looking at me in that time. How, how powerful is our mind to create fantasies? Your job, like my job, is to live in reality. Any fantasy in our mind affect profound, very deep in our character. When we have a, man, a mind that creates things just in our mind, our character is affected. I want to finish saying this. My conclusion. God did not create men to be different than him. This is my conviction. I hope can be yours too. That God created men not for to be different like God. Men was created to be more like Jesus. Our character will reflect our relationship with God. If you are here this morning or this afternoon, if you don't have this relationship with Christ, look for that. If you are here and you think, well, I need to work in my character. I encourage you, do it, do it diligently. Be diligent to work with that. Everybody, please don't assume that you already get it. You, all of us, we need to keep working in our character. Dear Father, thank you for giving me the opportunity to communicate with my brothers and sisters what you place in my heart. I ask you, Father, give them the opportunity that you gave me once to understand how important is my, was my character, when my performance was important, and I never put attention to my character. But in the very moment when we look to the good character, the godly character, God, you are in the business, and you help us to do that. And I ask you today, just bless everybody who is listening to me right now and whatever they are doing or planning to do this afternoon, that they can enjoy that time, whatever they do. And I ask you, Father, take us safe to home in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. You are dismissed.